of course, is the chief, chief executive officer, but I mean, that's what the acronym CEO is for, but I will say you're just a visionary. The CEO is a visionary and you're the change agent. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Christine Brooks Cropper of DC Fashion Foundation and many other uh, entrepreneurial ventures. She's definitely a um, serial entrepreneur to say the least. So Christine, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Christine so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Christine is, is president and CEO of the DC Fashion Foundation and co-founder of The Collective, a creative business consultant firm. She's a proud mother to her son, Christian. And as president and CEO of the DC Fashion Foundation, she identifies ways to retain and support new and established designers, fashion retailers, professionals, and assist design students transitioning from school to career. Christine spearheaded the formation of the Commission on Fashion mm -hmm. Arts and Events in DC Government with the message that fashion is an asset to economic development. Her accomplishments have landed her in numerous press outlets, including the Wall Street Journal, Business Journal, Voices of America, Uptown Magazine, Washingtonian, Women's Wear Daily, which, des which designated her the next fashion advocate leading the fashion industry by creating jobs in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore metro area, the United States, as well as the entire globe. Christine, are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Yeah, I guess so. You said it was a mouthful, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take some water after this. And while I do that, I want to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through your CEO story? Oh, my goodness. Well, let's see. I always tell people that CEO, you're you're kind of born with entrepreneurship mindset. So I would say I kind of was born into it. You know, my grandfather owned his own construction business, um, well, self-employed. My dad kind of followed in the footsteps. Um, and then I went to college and, you know, started modeling at 14, had my own designer management company by 19 while I was in college. And I had my own style um, fashion production company by 24 or 25. Um, then I started the Commission on Fashion Arts and Events by 30, 32. Then I created the Greater Washington Fashion Chamber of Commerce of 501c6. And then that kind of led to the 501c3, which is the DC Fashion Foundation. So I would say I was born into, um, I think when I was a child, um, I was definitely on honor roll. I was all American athlete, um, first born. I don't know if these are first born traits, you know, that you, you're an overachiever, but I will say I was born a CEO because I wasn't that young girl that said, oh, I'm going to get married and have kids. I was that young girl that said, no, I'm going to be president and CEO of a company one day. <laughs> so that was me. And I think that came from, you know, this entrepreneurship that was in my family. Um, and, and then also too, just every time I was interested in something, um, my family kind of embraced that and pushed me towards it. And, um, and they knew that I just was that kid that you just knew how to figure it out, you know, and they've always told me that I've always known how to find money. So, um, my first words wasn't dad, dad, which most babies say my first word was actually money. So, <laughs> so that kind of has been my journey ever since. So, um, so when it comes to fashion, it's just very interesting because I was that I was a tomboy, you know, I was an athlete, I was a jock. I mean, I was all American, I was breaking records and I ran pen relays, I went to college on an athletic scholarship. 
Um, and school came easy. So I was always on honor roll. So it was like, I'd never even really thought about that. But when it came to like my dress and my mindset of, you know, trends or style or pop culture or whatever it was, I was into Prince. I mean, as a kid, I was into Prince. I was into Sade. I was into Madonna, of course. And then I loved Versace, you know, the designer. And um, and I most kids didn't like that, you know, but I did. And that kind of shaped my whole fashion sense. I was that kid that didn't like look like anybody else. I I didn't, I was never clicky. So my whole thing as I was popular based on what I was doing, you know, I created the first fashion um fashion club at my high school <laughs> did the first fashion show there as a fundraiser and to this day I want to say that they're still doing the fashion show but I was the one that created that nice. so um, I used to design and you know and if I saw somebody with something on that I had on I mean my mom tells this story all the time she's like I actually wanted this coat that was patchwork and it was multiple colors. And then I thought I was the only one that had it. And then I saw somebody with it and I actually took, and the coat was quite expensive. <laughs> and I took the coat off and gave it to my mom and said, here you go, <laughs> you can have the coat. So I was that kind of kid. So everyone kind of knew that I would kind of end up in fashion, but um, I started modeling at 14. Um, I was discovered because I looked like you could be me up the space. Cause I always like to look unique and like it don't look like anybody else. So, um, so yeah, that's where I started. I think I kind of was just born with it. Yeah. Um, it's a mindset. It's, it's, it's in you. It's a passion. I don't really think any CEO or entrepreneur, if they don't have that self-motivation or that determination or that perseverance or focus on something to make it happen, they're not going to be, be able to make it happen. Cause at the end of the day, if you don't believe and you don't have the dream, you can't sell it to anybody else. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And, and I appreciate you for sharing that with us, you know, having the, the entrepreneurial blood, the, the DNA um, inside of you and, and just how that manifests itself. I think once you figure out that, uh, I call it figure out ability. I don't even know if that's a word, but I feel like I made it a word just so that you find a way to kind of create those opportunities. You find a way to find the money, uh, find yeah. those ways to, to create those solutions in the world. And I know you have, you know, different brands and different ways by which you do that. Could you take us through a little bit more of those? And I, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about what you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique what I call your secret sauce well I mean my secret sauce I think is really um it's really the drive I mean I think it's just the perseverance and and I think also too I smile you know it's just like like I'm easily approachable you know people are like I just I talk to people well and um, I explain things I'm very detail oriented and for me it's like when I talk to somebody it's kind of like I'm taking them through the story or on the journey to the point that when I'm finished saying what I need to say to get them to do what I want them to do, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like they, they feel like they're there they feel like they're a part of it. And I think that's my secret sauce is because everything that I've done with all my businesses or any ideas or any endeavors that I've tried to pursue, any initiatives, I've always made people feel like it's theirs as well. So I really think that that's my secret sauce. Um, you know, I try to be inclusive as much as possible, um, have diversity and so forth. But my whole thing is everybody that gets involved with any of my endeavors, if they, even my accountant, my accountant was my CPA for a long time with the nonprofit. And it gets to the point that he retired in his 40s, his mid 40s and started his catering business. But he was my accountant. He always did audit audits and um, you know, accounting and bookkeeping and everything. And it was very great. He did my 990. He kept me financially sound. So, you know, the IRS wouldn't audit me and so forth, you know, but he also had a passion for cooking. So by him being around me and working with me and that I give everybody that kind of drive, it kind of like oozes that passion and say, 
life is too short. What do you really want to do with your life? So he actually retired, resigned and started his catering company and he's going strong. I mean, even during the COVID, he's doing a lot of meal preps and um, catering and so forth and it's happening. I mean, of course, at some point he wants to own a restaurant, but it's just the simple fact of being around me. You kind of like rub off on other people to say, there's more to life. What do you want to do? Like, what do you want? I always say, when you die, what do you want people to say about you? <laughs> you know, did you really, really make an impact? Did you leave a legacy? You know, I have one child, I have a son, he's 16. And it's like, do I have something to pass on to him? Do I have something where he'll have stories to say, you know, I'm proud of my mother or I'm doing this because of the drive and what I've seen from my mother because he is major in international business. So, <laughs> so hopefully he kind of goes down that path too of entrepreneurship and self-employment. Um, but yeah, that's my secret sauce. I think it's just, I make everybody feel like they belong. Well, I appreciate that. And, and what I wanted to do is switch gears a little bit. I wanted to ask you um, for what I call a CEO hack, which is kind of like an Apple book or a habit that you have. What's something that makes you more effective and efficient? A CEO hack. I mean, makes me more successful. Um, I think sometimes just maybe you got to step back and observe and not act like you know it all. You know, so um, and I actually had to learn that, you know, because I growing up was like a little know it all, you know, <laughs> it's like I was always reading. I was always in something and I was always in grown folks conversation. So that's why I always act like, you know, I'd rather be around an OG. Um, and I will also say when I say be around an OG, because I'm still kind of old school, even though you have all the social media. It's like my thing is I get the most from that one on one, that one on one conversation, that one on one connection. And, and, and also having mentors throughout my life and my career, you know, I feel like mentorship is very important. So um, I had a mentor through everything when I was in high school, to my athletic days, um, to me starting businesses. I had a mentor for when I got married. I had a mentor for me having a child. I and mean, at the end of the day, you got to talk to somebody. Mentorship is like a support group. <laughs> it's pretty much like you come together and you have someone that you can bounce ideas off of. And then, I mean, of course, you know, with that comes wisdom as you age. So yeah, starting as a freelance model at 14, then having my own designer management company. And I had an interior designer and a fashion and costume designer who actually was on the hit HBO show, The Wire, out of Baltimore, because I'm originally from Baltimore. And that, at 19, I had a designer management company. I mean, I just kept moving. And then by 24, a fashion production company. Then starting this whole fashion initiative full time for the past 13 years, it's been like where I don't work for anybody else, you know? So, but my whole thing is I had to learn along the way, get raised, slow it down a little bit, you know? Because I was always like, quickly, I was like, get it done, get it done. And and people love that because they knew, oh, if we hand it off to her, whether they like me or not. And that's another thing what my, I would say this, the hack or the success or the secret. Oh, boy, I mean, it's another nugget is everybody's not going to like you. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know, when you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, you don't have to be friends with everybody. And, and the thing is, you just need to do what you do and be great at it. Because at the end of the day, people will give you the respect for that and people will get behind you, but they don't have to like you and you don't have to like them. You know, but see, when you start as a young entrepreneur, you want everybody to like you. And it's like, and then you start to hear stories come to you. You got to have tough skin too. You know, you have to be ready for that lack of sleep. 
You have to be ready for, you know, someone saying no to you. You're going to have more no's, more doors closed in your face than yeses. So I always tell people that's not failure. That's just a little more fuel or a little more energy to put behind your passion and your, um, your perseverance and your determination to make something happen of what you need to make happen. But, um, but I mean, it's many times that things have come back and people have what they have. They, they just make things up this whole reality of, what, who I am in their head. And it's like, it's not even me. And that's because you don't know me. You may have seen me in the cover or something. You may have seen me in a fashion show or given an interview on the press, you know, carpet or whatever. And then when I get in there, I'm one of those people that like to chill, have my whiskey, have my cigar in the corner, observing, chilling and paying attention and just watching everything and taking it all in. Cause sometimes you can learn a lot by just being quiet. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're open to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Christine, what does being a CEO mean to you? Um, it means being a badass. No, I won't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a CEO, I will say this. Um, to me, a C, I mean, of course, it's the chief, chief executive officer, but I mean, that's what the acronym CEO is for. But I will say you're just a visionary. The CEO is a visionary and you're the change agent. So, you know, you're the person that has to make everybody believe. You have to make everybody believe in your vision. You have to make people follow you. You know, so are you a leader or a follower? As a CEO, you're a leader. You're a natural born leader because CEOs, whether they get appointed as a CEO or hired as a CEO, or guess what? Like what I did, I made myself a CEO. And that is a true CEO, you know, because you don't stop. You, you're determined to make something happen. And, and the main thing is, make a huge change, you know, um, depending on what your company is, what your industry is and everything. But at the end of the day, I, after 31 years being in fashion, actually can stop and say, I made an impact. Awesome. Yeah, I love that definition and that perspective about being a change agent and walking in your truth. So Christine, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah, so I'm president, you know, DC Fashion Foundation. So the website is dcfashionfoundation.org. Um, we're on all social media platforms as DC Fashion FDN for the foundation, as well as DC Fashion Incubator, because um, that was the, um, you know, the site that I had the designers coming in and teaching them all the classes and everything. So we're still kind of keeping that going. Um, and then I also have other businesses. I have um, JCR um, Consulting LLC is my management consulting company now. Um, and that is, you can reach me at info at jcrconsultingllc.com. If you want a business development or strategist to come on from the consulting standpoint, that goes all under that arm. And then I also have a sex wellness business that focuses more on sexuality and spirituality. Um, it's, you know, not anything ratchet. It's pretty much about chakras and energy and practicing Reiki and practicing Tantra and starting to get into foreplay. It's called Foreplay Matters, but it's F-O-R-P-L-A-Y matters is the website because the E are red lips. So anytime you see the red lips, that's foreplay matters. So um, that's all my businesses. And I'm on Instagram with foreplay matters, um, IG and secret society life IG. And that website is foreplaymatters.com. And we're getting ready to put out some products in 2021 to start 
creating something like called date night in a box because everyone's like still quarantined and a little afraid to go out and get social and restaurants and so forth. So I'm trying to get ready to create a product called um, date night in a box. So those are my three current um, business endeavors. All the other ones have kind of, you know, dissolved, created them, dissolved them. They didn't work, but I always tell people that's an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, you know, you're going to have probably more businesses and more failures or more no's than anything, but guess what? They're all successes because it leads up to exactly what you're supposed to do. So yeah. Absolutely. I definitely appreciate that, Christine. We will have the links and information in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. You're absolutely right. I, I appreciate that reminder. Um, there's a quote that says, um, I found out that nine out of 10 businesses fail. So I decided to start 10 businesses. It's because yeah. you learn from them and that leads you to the success that just as you said. So exactly. truly appreciate that. I appreciate your time as well. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.